School's out for summer. School's out forever. Welcome, welcome to Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob here on the first day of summer vacation for a lot of folks. Yes, first uh, first summer podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling a little Alice Cooper uh, this morning. <laughs> Why not? It's good. It's a beautiful day. Here we are. Another day. What? Uh, just rocking some water today? I'm just no? rocking water today. Rockin I'm trying to, to be caffeine-free as much as I can. Mm, I see. Some days are better than others. What are you rocking over there? I have uh, the green tea. The green tea. More of the green tea for the... Uh, the mug I have today is the the Ivy Women's Center. Oh, so they're a new. Uh, it's a new place in Mentor. Uh, they're for uh, women who are uh, in uh, pregnancy situations uh, to really come help them. So I've been kind of uh, working with them a little bit over the past couple of months, and uh, so they're a great group. Shout out to uh, Ivy Women's Center. Very good. But uh, yeah, here we are. So how's how's the first few days of summer been for you? Very good. Very good. Um, in between rain drop, drops, we've been planting the garden and trying to still get still growing. The, Still growing, still trying to get the yard in shape. Mm-hmm. So, how about you? Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, end of the school year was, was great. Uh, seeing off the eighth graders, can't believe they're going to be gone off the off the high school now. Yeah. And yeah, it was good. I got I was able to get away for a couple of days um, in between. So Father Joe was gone uh, for a few weeks in Poland, and then Father Fred's going to be gone uh, for a few weeks. So I was able to kind of. Smash in a few days, and I went up to uh, Grand Rapids to see some friends from high school, and it was a really great time. I've been to Michigan a couple times, but but not not too much. I did see a, a T-shirt when I was there. Uh, it said "America's High Five. so <laughs> like the the yeah, mitt but, of right. uh, yeah, cause Michigan, it's like the hand, the mitt, mm-hmm. the hand, the high five, whichever. But very cool. Yeah, and I stopped in before I got to Grand Rapids. I stopped in um, Ann Arbor. And um, apparently there's a university there. I've heard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, geography and things. I mean, obviously, I knew the University of Michigan existed. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't quite sure where. where? Um, yeah, I knew that the Dominicans, the Dominican sisters were in Ann Arbor. But apparently, yeah. So Wolverines uh, are, are there too. But yeah, it was a good time. Just a little road trip. And, and uh, my friends have, have two little kids. Um, about two years old and five months, so Sam and, Sam and Miriam. So we uh-huh. played around and just colored books and, and uh, took the dog for walks. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just really nice. Have you been to Michigan much? We went up a couple times for a wedding, mm-hmm. but never, we've really gone more south than north. Yeah. So we're going to be heading off to Florida in the next couple weeks. Cool. So it's my parents' 65th anniversary, so we're going to go down. Hey, you know. And spend some time down there. So that's, that'll be fun. That's really great. You like to swim in the ocean? Um, not so much. I used to, but then when you find all the creepy crawly things that are out there, it's like, eh, I don't know. It's like, dun, 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 Yeah. Dun. <laughs> the, uh, the sharks, uh, the, uh, the stingrays, the jellies. Have you ever been bitten by a jellyfish? No, my daughter was. It or was kind of nasty. Yeah. yeah. So. you got to, like, pour... Like, does it salt or no? What What do you have to put I, on it? I can't remember if it was vinegar. I can't remember. It's, like, it's something really yeah. acidic, I think, yeah. you put on and it. And then they had to, like, pull up, use a credit card to kind of scrape off the jellyfish's <gasps> hooks. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't no, want to swim with that. the jellies. <laughs> don't want to swim with the jellies. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Hilton Head a couple of times. Uh, it's fun. You get the waves and everything. 
Um, We're going to stop there on our way back from Florida. My wife's sister lives over there. Nice. So it's a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, just where the water and the water and the earth come together. It's just mm-hmm. what, you know, we're so drawn to it. You know, I think it's something. I think uh, Peter Kreeft, who's a, a, a smart guy, uh, written a lot of Catholic books and stuff. He talked about it like as, you know, heaven and earth kind of coming together. It's like we, it's this place we're just really drawn to. But uh, Yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So. But yeah, so it's been good. Good uh, good first few summer days and and it was really joyful last um, last weekend we celebrated uh, Corpus Christi, right? Mm-hmm. So the feast of uh, body and blood of Jesus. And it was really a great weekend. We had a lot of things coming together. We had uh, so that that feast and then we had the our parish festival, uh, just the the day festival which turned out really nice. Um, and then we also had uh, people coming back to Mass. So it was the first weekend that uh, the bishops of Ohio really uh, invited and asked people to come back to Mass. And it was great to, to see people present and see both people's faces. And mm-hmm. I, I have to say I was, I was more, more joyful than I expected to be just to kind of see everybody. And it was just, uh, it was really cool. I was amazed with the, the volume of the responses. And I don't know if it was because people had their masks on before and they didn't feel they could talk very loud. Yeah. But just the responses to the prayers, I thought, was overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, you could really hear the church speaking mm-hmm. and, and singing. And, um, yeah, just something we haven't heard as much and experienced as much. And it just I know it moved me. I know over the last couple of weeks I, I've met a lot of people at the doors who are greeting people, saying it was their first week back. Right. You know, this is our first week back out of the pandemic. Um, and how many people were like crying as they were receiving the Eucharist for the first time after a long time? Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I experienced a few people myself, and um, yeah, so you want to you want to be able to talk with them to see just kind of how like what they're what they're thinking, what they're experiencing, mm-hmm. and and everything. But yeah, I know it was it was moving uh, in in a lot of ways. But yeah, so so today we want to talk a little bit about uh, coming back to Mass. Be kind of the topic, uh, how, to, how to come back to Mass. We be kind of the conversation today. Um, so first, you know, there, there, there is a need for us to come back to the Mass. You know, this, this past year has been uh, pretty, uh, pretty crazy in a lot of ways, and we've not really experienced anything like this before. Would you have ever anticipated going through something like this, you know, in your life as a, as a deacon in the church? No. And I think for those of us that worked on the parish staff, we still were celebrating Mass privately right. and YouTubing it. Yeah. Um, so for us, we've consistently been going to Mass. Right. Um, even though it's been kind of weird, it's such a, the digital a small group. Slash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for folks that have been away, um, mm. I, I never would have thought we would have celebrated Easter yeah. At home, yeah. Watching it on TV, it was just—it was really strange. Yeah, this has been a real, a real curveball, in a lot of ways, um, for uh, for every side. You know, for parish staff, for people uh, in the pews, um, for music ministry, for altar servers, and just been—it's been a, a curveball in a lot of ways. But I think one that we're going to grow through. I mm-hmm. think one that's really going to be an opportunity to allow us to grow in in different ways. So I think the pandemic was one obstacle that kept people away from mass. Yeah. I just talked to a lady not too long ago who said she's been, her son had died, and so we were planning the memorial service for him. And she goes, you know, I've been away from the church for a long time. 
I said, and? (laughs) She goes, I just don't know how to come back. I said, well, well, how about if you come on Sunday would be a good start. You know, and if you need to go to confession, that would be a good start when you're ready to do that. Yeah. Um, But the hardest part is just coming the first time and getting back Mm -hmm. in the routine. Because I think we just get out of the routine. Right. For sure, yeah, and so there are there are obstacles, right? So we we hear about this 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 need to go to mass, whether we hear it from, you know, whether we hear it from the bishops, or whether we kind of just know it within within us that that despite kind of where we are in life, there is this need to kind of step out. That there are obstacles, and a lot of those obstacles are kind of within us. You know, they're not mm-hmm. really outside as much. Um, so we want to talk about like how do we come back to mass? Obviously not physically. You can go on Google Maps, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, drive your car. Find the way there. Right. So we're not talking about a external, physical, how do we get to Mass, um, walk in the doors, sit in the pew. But internally, what, what does it look like with the things that we have going on inside of us, um, the obstacles that exist, and, and what we're called to do? So how do we internally do that? And uh, we want to talk about it through the lens of, of faith, hope, and love. So faith, hope, and love are the uh, theological virtues, uh, as we talk about. So they're, uh, they're virtues they're f- virtues of faith mm-hmm. that, that we've been given. Each, each one of us has because of our baptism. Um, there's a difference between having and then activating mm-hmm. uh, those virtues, too. There's, so we can have them, but we, need to, we want to live out of them. And this would be a great way uh, to, to, to exercise those. But, yeah, so there can be, so you would say there's sometimes there's a, there's a lot of fear. Definitely. I think sometimes people are afraid that the community is going to judge them because they've been gone or whatever other, maybe they've been living through some sin that they just need, they can't figure out how to resolve it. They want to wait till they fix it before they actually come back. Right. Um, sometimes they think the church is seen as it's like a, a museum of saints instead of mm-hmm. like a community of sinners who are helping each other to move towards God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, our fears can be obstacles. Like in the sense of maybe we wouldn't we wouldn't say it like this, but the 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 experience would be that like I need to fix myself. I need mm-hmm. to be fixed. I need to be healed. I need to be relatively perfect before I can encounter God, before I can come to mass, before I can um now certainly if there's grave sin in our in our lives, we maybe we need to repent of that mm-hmm. um, before we come, which itself is a very healing process you know the sacrament of confession is so beautiful and it's one of my favorite moments of of priesthood but you know we don't need to be perfect before we come to mass we don't need to be perfect before we encounter god it would be like going to the doctor or waiting to go to the doctor until your symptoms of whatever you're dealing with go away right you know and right and going well doctor i had these symptoms but now they're gone and i just thought i'd step by and say hi yeah Um, yeah yeah (laughs) the church is supposed to be that field hospital where we bring everything we are to that, even yeah. though it's not perfect. Right. And we're in the, the process of, of growing in God's love. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, um, so coming back, how do we come back to Mass? Uh, we come how we come with faith. Uh, we come with faith. Faith being, it's a real decision we're making. Um, it's, a, it's a stepping out. It's a stepping forward, despite obstacles that exist, despite fears or despite things we're, we're dealing with, whether those are internal things or our own journey and story, or if that's, you know, still fears of the pandemic and still fears of the virus that, yes, those things are real, but 
but the faith we're called to live lives uh, in 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 spite of those in spite of those fears in spite of those obstacles. Mm-hmm. And it's that faith that God loves us no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever go into those automatic doors like a giant eagle where they open as soon as you walk towards them? Yeah. Do you ever put your hand out first, or do you just trust the doors are going to open when you walk up to them? I, I do trust them. <laughs> At times, yeah. sometimes, sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's where we walk into doors because <laughs> we just assume that the doors are going to open. See, I always put my hand out hoping that if the door's not going to open, my hand's going to hit the door before my face Wow. Does. Well, you must be a Boy Scout. You know, yeah. Or something. Um, you must be a... <laughs> think ahead. And I, I think sometimes it's like that with God, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. do we just walk into the door trusting that God is going to be there? Yeah. And the doors are going to open? Or do we kind of test our trust with God mm-hmm. and say, well, if you're mm-hmm. really out there, then do this magic trick for me. Yeah, You know, that faith says we're going to trust God whether we can see what the results are or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is bigger than our obstacles. Mm-hmm. God, are, God is bigger than our trials. And, uh, and he wants to meet us. He wants to meet us in them. So, yeah. So first, act of faith. So... Second, we so faith, hope, and love. So the second would be, uh, we would. How do we come back to mass with uh, with hope? So, what is what is hope? What would you say? What do we what do we what do we mean by hope as Christians? I think it's trusting, hoping that that God's doing what God's going to do, mm-hmm. despite my ability to trust Him or. Um, live up to expectations that God loves us no matter what yeah and that God will meet us no matter what and God's working in the background mm-hmm. and we hope that that's happening even though we don't have any evidence of that yeah right yeah so we don't really see God working maybe in the ways that we we expect but we know he's working I think I think when it comes to hope um, it's not kind of just like some nice yeah. idea. Hope you it's get not like, better. <laughs> yeah, well, hope, uh, hope, like it's like it's like it's not something that's going to happen. You know, like our God, like God has made promises over us you know, because of our baptism. He's promised to always be with us. He's promised to always um, uh, help us and nurture us and, and and reach out to us. And hope, I think, is is this real expectation that God will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, that. If we come back to Mass, if it's been a long time, if it's been a while, like that this won't be a pointless thing. That whether I experience God or whether I have the feeling, you know, of coming back to Mass like I expect it to be or not, that God will be there. Which I think is different than hoping, like wishful thinking. Like, yeah, right, right. Like, I hope the Browns are going to win. Well, there's a chance they will, there's a chance yes, they, they won't. won't. But when we hope that God's going to meet us when we pray god will always be there yeah um, it may not meet our expectations because mm-hmm. god knows way more than we do and way better than we do but god will always be there mm-hmm. even though we can't always get the tinglys and go oh i felt like god was there sometimes yeah. it's just knowing right. god's there and quietly right right yeah i mean and that's i mean i say praying the mass as a priest now i mean definitely i'm, I'm going to i mean i'm Praying Mass every day, you know, uh, at least once a day. And weekends, you know, twice, uh, sometimes two or three times in one day. Mm-hmm. And certainly my, my, my hope is that, like, every time I would have, like, this overwhelming experience of God, you know. 
but then I'd be I would be chasing kind of the experience of God mm-hmm. versus really just presenting myself as a gift and really wanting to worship first and foremost and and yeah I don't I don't necessarily feel a lot of th- a lot of things uh, when I'm praying mass but but I despite my feeling I know it's good mm-hmm. and I know God's there and and God's moving through me through the bread and the wine and, and into the community and to just know that's happening is um yeah it's just a great great consolation and i think the community knows that some days you know everybody just kind of makes it through mass and right. goes out to breakfast and other days there's this overwhelming feeling of connectedness with each other yeah but I think it's like that with relationships too, whether it's husband and wife or just really good friends. Yeah. You know, most of the times it's we're just together and, and we love and care about each other. And other times there's those moments of mm-hmm. unbelievable feeling of connectedness. Yeah. Um, and it's like that with God. Yeah. Yeah. And to say that like God's love is gradual. Mm-hmm. Like we can experience it very profoundly in certain moments, but it's going to be gradual. It's like, it's like going to the gym. Like, you know, you, we need to go to the gym <laughs> in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be um, kind of exercising and working out if we want to stay healthy, uh, which is a good way of glorifying God with our bodies. But you don't ha- lose 20 pounds the first time you go to the gym. You know, it, it takes a process. It takes continually giving of yourself to the things you need to do that it's a process. And then you look back over time, you're like, oh, wow, look what's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think that's that's the hope. Uh, that's how hope plays out. It's it's the looking back and seeing how God did work because because we made the sacrifice and, and, and took the time out to come to mass and make this an important part of our week that families can look back and see like, yeah, you know what? Things in this situation just turned out a little better. You know, we weren't as angry this week with each other. We weren't uh, as anxious. We weren't as, you know, I think you can see that over time. Mm-hmm. Or you get in the car and you try to cut somebody off and one of the kids in the back seat goes, real nice, Dad, we just went to communion and you're just like cutting somebody <laughs> off. Yep. You know, it's it kind of... From the of, mouths of babes. Yeah, it brings the what we experienced at Mass outside the doors. Right. Um, but it is that gradual, slow process of being able to recognize God's love. For sure. Um, yeah. Which is a really slow process. God's love is always there. It's just we don't recognize it. Yeah. I've been teaching the kids how to to look for different birds in the backyard, mm-hmm. you know, or the hawk, The when you hear the hawk cry. And they've heard it for a long time, but it's not until you kind of point it out that they start Hmm. recognizing it and then they're starting to point it out to me when I don't even recognize it yeah. or pay attention to it and I think God's love's like that the more you look for it it's always been there but you realize that you're seeing it at the moment I don't right. know if that makes any sense yeah yeah I hear it. yeah so but then lastly we have um, so faith hope and and love so so part of the part of the language the church has used um, to kind of engage this new period is obligation, so that we have a it's reinstated the obligation uh, to come back to mass. Um, that in a real sense we do have an obligation um, to to give God worship in our lives, and that we sh- we should should be desiring to do that and should be engaging in that. But I think it's important to know that we're not coming back to mass. We don't go to mass just for an obligation. 
check the box just to check the box <laughs> do the thing that makes us look catholic make us feel better maybe about the things that we've done the rest of the week like it's just this thing i have to do um versus this is it's an act of love to go to mass and love is a, is a decision to do um what is good and what is best for another person uh, in this case god that that god uh, wants our time so so that he can love us back mm-hmm. by by coming to the mass and hearing his word and receiving him in the eucharist so it's a it's a gift rather than just like an obligation yeah I think Jesus says three major things. One, do this in memory of me right. at the Eucharist. And Jesus said we have to love God and love our neighbor. And at Mass, all three of those things come together. Right. Um, that we, we come to love God, but we also come to be part of a community. Mm-hmm. That we belong before we believe. So if you've been away from Mass for a while, you know somebody that's been away from the church for a while, um, encourage them to come back with you if you can right um once they get the sense of belonging then they'll be able to start believing and there'll be a change in heart but again it's that trying to lose 20 pounds in a week it's not going to happen it may take Mm -hmm. a while yes and that's the ultimate answer of how how to come back to mass with someone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) right invite you know uh so you want to you know coming alone to mass wouldn't be a good thing like yeah bring somebody else with you even if you know, um, they're living a life of faith externally or not. You know, um, that's a that's a beautiful gift and a way of entering into the community in a, in a great way. One of the young couples that I work with a lot said they keep inviting people to come to mass with them and to go out to breakfast, mm-hmm. and people keep turning them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, I'm kind of getting discouraged. I said, don't keep asking. Sooner or later, right? right. It's folks will catch on. Mm-hmm. It's asking people is a slow process. It's gaining their trust. It's getting them to feel like they belong to something. So mm-hmm. if you're asking people to come back to mass with you and they're not right now, keep asking. Right. You're planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Seeds that we what we that we know will grow, you know, because of God's because of God's promises. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. All right. Well, there it is. Um, faith, hope and love. This these are three ways that we can, uh, of how we can come back to Mass uh, in the coming weeks and months. So if you have found this helpful, uh, praise God. If you know of anyone that could use this conversation, please uh, please share this conversation uh, with them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this will be a blessing to them and a help um, uh, for their for their journey as well. I'll include in this uh, in this podcast in the notes um, our emails mm-hmm. um, for Deacon Bob and I. And if you want to reach out to us and have any thoughts you have uh, on the whole on the whole thing and or any questions, we'd love to, to be here for you to walk with you. So uh, that'll be great. That'll be good. And the answer to when's a good time to come back? Right now. Today. And if you're listening tomorrow, when's a good time to come back? Today. Yay. Which would be tomorrow. Right. Whoa. Today. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> Crazy. It's like free beer tomorrow. <laughs> free beer tomorrow. <laughs> so. Exactly. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, help us to know that you are always, always, always with us. And although we may feel like we've wandered away from you, um, you've always been right behind us. So help us to turn around to see you face to face, to help you experience your love 
and the love that's shown in your community and through our liturgy. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Everybody, have a blessed day. Enjoy. Go, uh, go, go, Buckeyes. <laughs> Amen. Bye. Amen. <laughs>